back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 156. We have returned. We have returned. A uh, little break. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Football season is here. Dude. Football season is here. Going through the preseason, I was like, I was ready. Yeah. Like, because the preseason, it was shorter and just n- nobody takes it seriously. Yep. But ha- sitting there for like a couple months without any sports thing yeah. to really grasp was it was tough yeah it was it was definitely definitely um but and i mean football season as far as exciting games started pretty quickly you know it hit oh, the yeah. ground running for sure that uh, first game i i thought it would suck to be honest but yeah Dak prescott said nah yeah he, i'm healthy and he looked he, like it he looked really really good Really good. Uh, you you want to start with those two teams? Yeah. Okay. Because they they set the tone for the season, and in, again, in hindsight, it was a great opening game. It was. Uh, Cowboys were really competitive. Tampa yep. Bay was a little sloppy, but they showed flashes of you know what makes them so great. Yep. But yep. it was funny because prior to the season, I heard a lot of hype around them not losing a game. Mm-hmm. And watching that first game, I'm like, dude, they're not going undefeated. Right. Just like last year, prior to the playoffs, they didn't look that great. No, they didn't. You know, they were very inconsistent. They'll dominate one week and then, sh- like, severely struggle another week. Yep. I, I think, you know, maybe it won't be quite as much struggling this year. But mm-hmm. somebody's going to catch him on a random week where, you know, Brady's sore or, or a couple guys are missing. And and I, th- I think a couple teams will be able to beat him this year. I think so, too. I agree. I agree with that. <clears throat> um, but it's, it's tough because they still look really, really, oh, really good. Oh, teams will beat them <laughs> in the regular season. I don't think right. anybody's beating them in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep, and, and Antonio Brown. Oh. I mean, I mean he's back, back. Like, yeah, yeah, he looks good, really, really good. And he's locked in. You know, we're not hearing nonsense. He's locked in on football. That's all I wanted. Yeah, and the thing is, that when they picked him up last year, it was almost like he was just a kind of like a token weapon. Like they had him, but mm, we're probably not going to throw it to him. But just. Yeah. You know, just kind of spread the defense, but now I mean, he's a target. I mean, he's he's a he's such first, a second, third target. He's yeah. such a threat, and like you forget how elite he was for such a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. and he was really the best receiver for a good, at least like a three-year stretch to me. Yeah, solid three years. Yeah, yep. He was definitely top three, probably for five years. So. It, it's just Tampa Bay is so crazy because, again, we knew they brought everybody back. Yeah. But seeing them come off a Super Bowl and walk into week one with almost the exact same roster. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, the NFC has no hope. Yeah. No yeah. hope. Tampa Bay is essentially flawless. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, again, I don't think they're going to be invincible all year. Just because they're not very consistent, and Arians has been like that, their coach. Mm-hmm. And I think Brady kind of slips towards the second half of the season a lot of the time. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and, it's not going to matter. And even though they have everybody back, they're still aging. Still an aging roster. But, I mean. I mean, I don't know, because the two oldest guys on the team look like they're getting better. Yeah, it's true. Everybody's talking true. about Brady being like an MVP candidate, and he looks good. Yep. Dude, Gronk looks like he's he hasn't aged in five years. Yep. I mean, he does. Seriously, never, he looks I great. I never thought that Gronk would look this great. Yeah, me either. Me he, either. He really, like, watching that week one, especially that fourth quarter, like, mm-hmm. dude, I, like, Travis Kelsey's been good for a long time. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's been dude. this, yeah, I don't know if he's been this good. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, and Gronk close. is just a beast. He's such a target. It's like, I, I think Kelsey is better, but Gronk is more unstoppable, you know? Yeah, he's technically, Kelsey's technically better, but Gronk is like, has more of a takeover, like, feel yep. to his game. Yep, he does. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about Dallas. Um, Dak, 403 yards. I mean, you know, week one really showed out. how awful their coaching is and week two did also yep uh but that first week what go ahead just the first week i i never could have imagined dak who not only did he come off of a major surgery from last year Mm -hmm. he had a bunch of stuff wrong with him throughout the preseason yep um so i i thought they would run 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 you know, if Tampa Bay pulled away, it'd be it wouldn't be that big of a deal, mm-hmm. because it's Tampa Bay, and a lot, I think a lot of people expected Dallas to lose. Right. But what shocked me is how quickly again they said, "Okay, running is not working, Dak. You got to rescue us." Right. And again, if you had told me before the game Dak would throw fifty times, I would have said you're drunk. Yeah. That, that blew my mind. As the game is going on, I'm like, yo, Dak looks the healthiest, the the freshest, the most, like, energetic member of the team. Yeah. So, I mean, that impressed me as far as Dak goes individually. Mm-hmm. But, it, again, it just shows how poorly coached they are. Because uh, I agree, because their roster is there. I mean, they it, got... For sure. They have it all. Ezekiel, I still don't know what's going on with him, but you know that the other guy, Tony Pollard, looks great. C.D. Lamb looks great. Tony Pollard Amari looks like Cooper, a starter. He does. Amari Cooper looks great. I mean, their defense is doing well, making uh, plays. Yeah, I mean, I, they have they have everything you would any coach would dream of having. Seriously, <clears throat> you know. If if we had just recapped week one, I wouldn't have been very negative about the Cowboys because again, they battled. Dak was just incredible. Yeah, I'm not really surprised they couldn't get Zeke going because he doesn't look that good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like the league is passing him by. In year three, <laughs> right? <laughs> he looks slow. Like he looks like he's gotten slower three straight years. Does he not? Yeah, he does. They, I heard all this shit about it being like his most elite off season. 
which is bullshit, by the way, because Big Ben said that too, and he looks disgusting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yo, you have no speed. Yeah. You, I haven't seen him outrun a defensive player one time. No. Tony Pollard's been doing that every play. Right now, Cam Newton looks like a better running back than... For sure. <laughs> yeah, and now he's not really running through people like he used to. No, he's not. I, again, he just... It looks like defenders have figured him out. Yeah. So, that, and, this is frustrating. Yeah, that, it just shouldn't happen that quick in a career. He I mean, he. looking back now, I mean, it's actually his... It's his fifth year, I think. Or fourth year. And like he's had fifth. one... Fifth? And he's yeah, because he had that year. one year... I think two. He had two good years. He had one elite year, and I'll say the other one was just good. And it, ever since then, it's just been, you know... Obviously, he's dealt with injuries, but not, not enough many. for him to be... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say not enough at his age for him to have such a decline. Yeah, and so. it's like... Normally, I try to kind of look at the teams, some of the things the team is doing maybe differently. Yeah. But they're still trying to look like they're a run-first team. Yep. And it only looks good when Tony Pollard is out there. Yeah. But as I was saying, week one, good battle against the defending champs. Can't really, don't have much negative to say. Right. Week two against the Chargers. Now, I, I watched this game because the Chargers really impressed me. Week one, playing Washington, got a good win. Mm-hmm. They actually closed the game, which is something they couldn't do last year. Mm-hmm. Herbert was like, he was like 80% on third down. It, yep. it was just something, some ridiculous stat, but... He looks so, great already. So I wanted to see what Herbert will do against the defense, you know, if they're legit or not. And he, both of these teams tried so hard to lose this game. Yeah, they did. I mean, I, I could literally have a podcast individual episode on the amount of mistakes that went on in this game. Yep. You don't really have to watch the game. You watch the recap, it's more penalties than highlights. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Chargers have like 12 penalties, 11 on offense. Two times they got a touchdown and had it called back. Yep. In a a one field goal game, you threw away 14 points. Very important ones, too. Yeah, later in in the second half. Yep. And the Chargers were messy, but they're young. They're just kind of figuring themselves out. They they look pretty talented also, by the way. Keenan Allen was eating. <clears throat> yeah, eating. Mike Williams looks great. Eating. Mike, yep. I didn't know Mike Williams was like Megatron size. Not me either. Until I saw him in Dallas' defense. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and Jared Cook, who was one of the reasons one of their touchdowns got called back, is, is was a good pickup for them. Yeah, definitely. But Dallas wasn't any better. No, they weren't. I mean, I literally, just watching this game, let me just pull this up real quick. I wrote down some notes because I didn't (laughs) want to forget some of the ridiculous three offsides penalties. Yep. By the way, your Giants threw away a game 
because of offsides. <laughs> I, I, I thought I established last year I'm not claiming the Giants anymore. <laughs> no, but like, so, okay, one time, you know, a younger player. All right. Yeah. Three mm-hmm. times? Yeah. How do you not learn after the first time? Yep. Dude, they they roughed the kicker on a punt and let the yep. Chargers get a free first down. Yep. They, okay, fourth and inches, uh, I would say 80% of the time is a quarterback sneak. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys come out on a, the Chargers have the ball, fourth and inches. They run a quarterback sneak. And the Cowboys weren't prepared. Yep. Like, where's the coaching? Good question. Watching these games, and I watched both of these games, Tampa Bay and the Chargers game. Yep. I I seriously, I need somebody to explain what Mike McCarthy does. It looks like Dak is coaching the team most of the time. Yeah, because the Kellen Moore calls plays. Defense is I don't know what's going on, but they're they're getting better, which is good. Yeah. Okay, Zeke maybe is regressing, but you already found a guy who could step in for him. Yep. And again, like Mike McCarthy is the the odd man out here. Yeah. Because I I literally don't see anything that he impacts, and he's the head nope. coach. Nope. The team really doesn't look... I mean, other than having Dak, they don't look much better than they have looked in the past. To me, at least. And that's what shocked me, because they got to experience how trash they could be without him. Yep. And it's like, because he got healthy, we'll be fine. Yeah, and they're just, you know, barely better at all. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, they improved the offensive line, which is a good step in the right direction. Yep, but I don't they even drafted know how, pretty well. But I don't know how much they improved it because it's just guys getting healthy, right? So you know we'll see if that keeps up. But be, before I get off the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Chargers had twelve penalties for the game. The yep. Cowboys had twelve penalties in the second quarter. <laughs> I didn't know that's that. That's terrible. That's gross. I mean, Tony Romo was commenting on the game, and, like, he was just disgusted. Yeah, rightfully so. And Tony Romo was a messy quarterback, and his Cowboys weren't this messy. No, not at all. Not at all. Again, Zeke is regressing year after year. You know, all they do with Zeke is run him up the middle. That's it. God forbid he gets a screen pass. I mean, he he almost like they've almost defaulted him to like a uh, a fullback, like one of those fullbacks that come in when everybody else is hurt, kind of guys. I think like Brandon Jacobs did it for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the that's bruiser kinda, running back. Yeah, that's how they use him. But he doesn't go through anybody. And that's the problem. And so <laughs> many times, so many times but, in this Chargers game, like. There was a hole where I could see a fast running back getting through and making a big play. Yeah. And Zeke just didn't make it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And um, last, he's, lastly, last point of their mistakes. He's borderline washed, by the way. 
I mean, borderline. He's getting close. He has this year to prove. If he doesn't have an elite rushing game against, like, a, you know, somebody that's not like the Falcons. Yeah. Like, a serious team. Maybe, like, Washington. Maybe a, a division rival. Yeah. Then maybe we could talk about him still being on the border. Right. They got the Eagles next, right? Yeah. That should be a Let's good one. See what he does there, yeah. No, but this last point, because all those mistakes I mentioned are awful, inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so closing minute of this game, Dak Prescott gets the ball. He's moving him down the field. Yep. We get to a point where they they run a play. It's a run with about 35 seconds left and one timeout. Mm-hmm. They, they call a run. The mm-hmm. run gets blown up. There's 31 seconds left. Mm-hmm. In those 31 seconds with that one timeout, all the Cowboys could do is literally kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not joking. When that run got blown up, everybody stood up. 29, 28, all the way down to four seconds and Mike McCarthy calls a timeout, and they come out for a 56-yard field goal like that's what they meant to do. It's insane. Uh, Tony Romo was lack literally... Lack of thought process. Tony Romo's head was, like, exploding during the game. Yelling to call a timeout? Timeout? He was just like, it's not even call a timeout. You could spike it and run another play. Yeah, you could kinda, just run a yeah. no huddle and get, like, a, a little bit... Cl- 56 yards is not an easy field goal. No. Considering they could have got 10 yards and, you know, it would have been a different, you know, completely different level of difficulty. And the guy missed kicks in the Tampa Bay game. Yep. So, if anything, I'll be like, yo, we really need to get a chip shot here if we can. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mike McCarthy literally does nothing for 27 seconds. Yep. And then after the game, he has the nerve to say, like, he couldn't see the clock. Is that what he said? Yes. Well, Dude, what the Chargers just got a new arena. That's insane. Man. Five billion. They were talking about it as the game was starting. It was like a. It's like a five billion dollar arena. They're it's planning crazy. to have a Super Bowl there in a year or two. It's crazy. And it's Mike insane. McCarthy in a five billion dollar stadium can't find a fucking clock. And literally, Dak Prescott was like, yo, I was just looking at the end zone clock. It's a joke. I mean, those Cowboys just will always be a joke, man. They'll find a way. No matter how hard. Yeah, no matter how hard they play or how good they look, they're going to find a way to be a joke. That's why why it's kind of shocking to see people get excited about them. Mm -hmm. Because this Chargers win was not a good win. Right. I mean, if... Herbert made a couple, other than a couple of mistakes, Herbert mm-hmm. was, literally every time Herbert made a mistake, he looked like a Hall of Famer the next like 10, 15 plays. Yeah, that's I mean, what he, he does. Throws I the like first, that about him. Yeah, he throws his first pick, 15 straight completions right after that. Yep. Then another pick, uh, he, then he scores an easy fourth quarter touchdown after that. Yep. So... You know, I don't know how I feel about the Chargers. They're like a week to week. I want to see more. 
but the Cowboys have not impressed me as far as like them being a serious contender. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're close to that yet. I mean, it's fair. I mean, I I agree. I agree with that though. Both with both things. For sure. Both takes. Yeah. Okay. Uh moving on. What team you want to talk about next? We got to talk about the Ravens. Okay. Eventful first two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, rough loss opening, you know, Monday night. Very rough loss. Disgusting Mon- loss, even. Yeah. And, and Monday nights now are like the pinnacle of primetime football. Yeah, they are. Uh, like, Sunday night is still getting the elite games, like, matchup-wise. Yep. But, but those... Uh, the competition on the Mondays have been on point for yeah. the last like two years. Yeah, and, and having Peyton and Eli, I mean, I, I told you, man, one of the biggest W's I've seen in years. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'll just say it before we get deep into it. Lamar doesn't look good to start for me. Um, his it looks like he's it almost looks like last year last two years his him improving as a passer it looks like looks like maybe he's nervous now for some reason like like he's not making the same kind of decisions passing wise as he did last two years which his decisions were questionable even last year but now it's like He's getting to the point where he's he looks more hesitant even than he did last year. He doesn't look as confident, and I don't I don't understand I don't understand why. Um, their running game is terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. Car- he's carrying it. It's which is which is I mean it looks cool. It's fun to watch, but it's it's not good. Yeah, the, running game the way so they won against the Chiefs is not a sustainable recipe to, you know, win a lot of games and then come out of the AFC or even contend in the AFC. No. Hollywood Brown is carrying their receiving squad at this point. Sammy Watkins did, did well for his game, but it's just... I see no other consistency out of anyone else and obviously part of that is Lamar but yeah I'll give him a slight pass on the running the ball issues because I mean everybody all all this they had like a ACL tear outbreak yeah with the running backs three strings worth that's that's insane yeah I mean Mark Ingram is gone eating (laughs) I don't know why they let him go it makes no sense (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, I'm like, and I never. I think we both agreed that that's a loss, like a big loss for them. It was because it was. the way they run with power, he was like the perfect guy for that. And he was a great teammate. I I don't understand. Yeah, I, I didn't get it, but but yeah. And it's tough, man. Like I I was really excited uh, when the rookie got hurt, or this. I think he might be a second year. I, I can't remember, but. Gus Edwards was going to be the starter. Yeah. And Gus Edwards was, like, the best backup in the league last year. 
Yep, he averaged he like does. five yards a carry. I was like, Jesus, with the way they run the ball, that's huge. Yeah, it was it was going to be exciting with him out there for sure. <clears throat> and then when he tore his ACL, I was yeah. just like, I mean, the same position, two guys from the same position in the same like three days or a week. Yep. That's just that's tough, man. I'm impressed that they're even competitive to be honest. I agree. I mean, and it's really just Lamar and Marquise, you know, Lamar and Hollywood Brown out there playing two on, you know, yeah. everyone else. Yeah. It's it's rough, but uh yeah, they're going to have a long season. I hope they don't wear Lamar to death. Wear him down to death, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's been a fear for the last several years to me. Yeah. Uh, but it's the, like, to, to your point on him getting nervous as a passer, like, I don't mind, you know, your DNA is what we saw against the Chiefs. Like, that's how you play. I, yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. But it's the, like, you randomly get extremely confident and throw into triple coverage. Yeah. I I don't want Peyton Manning, who's most accurate quarterback of all time, to throw into triple coverage. Right. It's one of the reasons I really like Dak is because he plays it safe. Yeah. So sometimes the Cowboys offense is kind of lame, but at least they're not turning the ball over. Right. The Chiefs' defense was allowing you to move the ball all game. Yeah. And you still, all of a sudden, you stare down a guy and throw in a triple coverage. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, and um, Honey Badger had his hands on a lot of balls that he didn't even, you know, they weren't interceptions, but they very well could have been. Yeah. He could have had had an insane game. I saw at least two that he could have had on top of his pick six. Yeah, exactly. So, again, it's like I'm not asking you to be an elite pocket passer guy. You've never been that. I understand that's almost impossible to change your DNA like that. Right. But the learning how to not even take awful chances like he's been doing, did the same thing against the Raiders. Yep. You just can't do that. Yep. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough if they struggle to get into the playoffs, which which is going to be a real struggle because their division is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't want to see them throw away another postseason with just, you know, again, a throw into triple coverage. Yeah. I, I hope, uh, I mean, they probably won't at this point, but I hope they have a miracle as far as the running situation goes. I've seen it happen where, you know, some old washed up dude has a random resurgence. You know, maybe they get yeah. lucky that way. But um, I really don't want Lamar running. I don't want him having 15 carries a night. You know, for the rest yeah. of the season. And if and we're then, gonna if we're gonna have 15 carries a night, let's not try to run through people. Yep. Yeah. Let's take the slides. Get out of bounds. Like you carrying the team right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I need someone, someone other than Hollywood to show up. And Hollywood, by the way, does not get... He still does not get enough credit for being basically the only consistent receiver Lamar's had his whole career. 
at this point. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, I'm not saying he's like the best receiver in the league, but when they talk about really, really good receivers, they never mention him. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because he doesn't get like targets like a lot of the top receivers. Right. Like even he, you said Keenan Allen, he Justin Justin Herbert looks for him. Yeah. So he's making plays, you know, all the time. Hollywood Brown doesn't really get that. Yeah, he he doesn't get the like Lamar doesn't force it to him, but for some reason, Hollywood is the one who's open all, all the time. Like he still leads them in yards. You know, almost every yeah. every season, but it's, it's not like it's a, you know, they're not like the duo, like the uh, Stefan Diggs kind of thing, you know. Where it's yeah, like, I wish we're going to Hollywood every time. You know, I, I kind of noticed with the Cowboys, they run like designed kind of gadget plays for Ceedee Lamb to to kind of just get in the open field, make shit happen. Yeah, I, I, maybe not like a. A running play like they do with CeeDee Lamb, but I think mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown is capable of, of running screen passes, any of the simple like slant type of stuff. Yep. It, it seems like too many times like Lamar's targets to him are very high degree of difficulty. Yeah, they are. And I just, I wish they'd find a better balance. Right. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, you you want to go to the Chiefs? No. No? I, I want to mention the Raiders. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Let's go. Because uh, two guys have stood out to me. I, I got to see them. You know, the the Ravens game was kind of messy, so I, I don't I didn't give them too much credit for that win. Right. But the Pittsburgh game, which I only watched because uh, Philly was just getting destroyed yeah. by the 49ers. That was, that was yeah. bad. It was. Um, yeah, they looked really immature there yeah. in that game, yeah. which they are. But <clears throat> and yeah. I forget that the Forty ers almost always have an elite defense. Yeah, they almost were. I mean, they were the best team in football for like two years, or really close to it. You know, yeah. they were like Super Bowl favorites just two years ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, this this Pittsburgh game, dude. Derek Carr was legit. Yeah, that was a, He's that an dude. MVP candidate performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never really like. He, I I remember he had that MVP run that he got hurt and like they kind of just fell apart. Yep. Uh, but he's got a really quick arm, really strong arm. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't miss throws like wildly. Also. No, he doesn't. Um, and he's got a good feel for his receivers, man. He uh, rugs. Yep. Uh, he he's got good timing with rugs. I mean, Darren Waller is developing into like a top five tight end. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he's, I really he's like real nice. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. Also, yeah. another like just big target, good route runner. Yeah, uh, and Waller probably has more versatility than a lot of the best tight ends do because they use him as a receiver a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. But no, nah, man, Derek Carr in this Pittsburgh game, and they were like they protected him well, but not well enough where every throw he made was you know easy. Yeah, yeah. So he yep. had to bomb it out a couple times. He had to really like hit deep routes very accurately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did that for a 
pretty much the entire game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I missed the first quarter, but the last three quarters, Derek Carr was essentially flawless, and Pittsburgh is no pushover. Yeah. So I, I was shocked, man. I was shocked at how good he looked because since that MVP year, he never really came close to that to me. No, he didn't. And I think even after that, I think they struggled to kind of figure out who his help would be um, because they kind of had a a team kind of of misfits at the time, I think. And then um, now, like you said, with Waller, uh, Ruggs, and even Renfro emerging oh, yeah. as solid weapons. I mean, it's, you know, they, they got the squad. And they're missing the Pittsburgh game. They're missing the uh, stud running back from last year, Jacobs. Yeah. Josh yeah. Jacobs, they didn't even have him. And they've still found a way to, you know, kind of run the ball a little bit. But again, yep. these are the games where... When I pay my quarterback a lot of money, I want him to win games like this. Yeah. And he went out there and, and was easily the best player on the field. Yeah, and one thing special about um, that I've noticed about the Raiders uh, this year is that the Raiders, they they score, they go to score every quarter. Like, this, like they don't take any quarters off, which is a lot of teams do that I've noticed. Um like uh, 49ers here and there, but Pittsburgh specifically oh, in this yeah. game, there'd be quarters where it's just like you had to try to figure out what they're doing. But uh, Vegas, they, they're they aggressive every single quarter. Like they take no breaks in the game, which is, which is tough, especially for quarterbacks. Yeah. You know? They get down the field every single quarter, every they, game. They look, they look very balanced. Yeah. Uh, they're they're getting pressure on the opposing quarterback, which is something I they talked about during the game. They don't really do very well for the last several years. Yeah. Um. It, it the weird thing was like looking back because his MVP Carr's MVP year was with I believe Jack Del Rio, who's okay. who's an assistant somewhere. But um, John Gruden came in after that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it was like a a year or two after that. And he's yeah, never yeah. he's never really like supported Derek Carr, right? You know what I mean? Like they brought in Mariota to kind of almost have a battle, like a QB battle. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, last uh, year. And just when he, I remember when he first came in as a head coach, he like that was the one thing I noticed was he's not he's like reluctant to acknowledge Carr as that's my guy. Yep. You know, like he was. there's. Dak Prescott's been Dallas's guy after the first five games. Yeah, and, and I couldn't tell if it was mind games or if he if he was being serious. Gruden, I mean, yeah, with Gruden, Gruden is tough to tell with stuff like that. But yeah, again, if he really wasn't buying into Derek Carr, that ship has sailed. Yeah, Carr sure. Carr deserves to be this team's quarterback for a number of years moving forward. Yep. Uh, and I think yeah. he'll he'll have them in a good place, assuming they'll continue to try to develop the team and, and kind of fix any issues they have. I think they're going to be dangerous this year for the rest of this year. I mean, yeah. they look strong. They look pretty healthy. Considering how rough the Chiefs have looked the first couple weeks. Yeah. And they're in the you, same division, so 
You saving them for last? No, nah, we can talk about them. I just I just yeah. wanted to touch on the Raiders before I forgot. No, we can. Um, some teams I don't really have a lot to say about. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, by the way, just Big Ben sucks. <laughs> That's it. Great take. I hate I hate that Mike Tomlin <laughs> is wasting like prime coaching years on on Big Ben just not admitting it is time. And Pittsburgh has nothing. Yeah. Pittsburgh's quarterback situation is going nowhere. Nowhere. And the thing is, they have... And for some reason, I don't understand this cycle with them and having good receivers and letting them just ruin their own careers. Or not just receivers, good players. And letting them just disappear off the face of the earth while they're on the Pittsburgh roster. Juju is just... Like where is he? He he, he looks wa- watching the Raiders game. He couldn't get open. He's watched at like twenty six. <laughs> but it's crazy. Doing? It's crazy because like we talked about Hollywood Brown. He's everybody knows he's the go to guy. So we gotta lock him up. Yeah. So Hollywood Brown gets attention. All the top receivers get the attention to where if they get locked up, I'm like I can credit the defense. Yeah. Dude, the Raiders didn't give a fuck about. Juju Smith-Schuster, and he couldn't get open. Hollywood Brown looks ten times better than Juju Smith-Schuster Oh, oh does. no, might be more than that. <laughs> it's just, it's just so bizarre. This is the like fourth time I've noticed this happen in Pittsburgh, and we already know the other two. I remember uh, Mike Wallace. You remember Mike Wallace? How long ago? This was, uh, this was like right before Des Bryant blew up yeah. with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great yeah. for like two years and then retired like a year later or two years later. Yeah. I remember he went to Miami and did nothing, but like he was already doing nothing with Pittsburgh before he left. Yep. They, Pittsburgh had a running back. Uh, he had a weird name. Uh, I think he, pretty sure he was African. Um uh, he was a beast for like three years or two years this in the before, playoffs before Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, right before Le'Veon Bell, and he was a—I mean, he was a monster. Um, Damn, I don't remember. And then he—I mean, it was only in the playoffs he showed up, and then they, you know, he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Then they got Le'Veon Bell. We know what happened there. Got Antonio Brown. We know what happened there. Oh yeah. And then now it's Juju is just dancing every game. He sucks. <laughs> just, yeah, he does. Just, that's my feedback. <laughs> so like bad. I said, Ben Roethlisberger sucks. Juju's right there with him. Yeah. And yep. I mentioned I mentioned Big Ben and his like off season, like his peak off season. Yeah. Listen, Big, Roethlisberger, you don't wait till you're 15 years in the league to have your best off season. Right. It's it's too late. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like as, as if like yo, I didn't take stretching seriously. Now at 38, I'm a t- I'm I'm ready, bro. I'm I'm working on my body. I'm, I'm nothing is gonna right. change. Like yo, Ben, nothing it's too late. Change. Yeah, and he looks especially awful. the eating right. <laughs> right. So as that ship has completely sailed. <laughs> yeah. Ben, he asked you to eat right. Like ten years ago, it's it's really bad watching Ben because 
one thing we used to praise him for was like how much of a cannon he has. Yeah. It's just, all right, offense is not working, playground mode. You remember that playoff game where he was getting killed and yeah. he just threw like five touchdowns after they got killed to yeah. kind of bring them back? Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember who they played. No, I don't either. But, but I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, man. Ever since he, he had the elbow, like the pitcher injury. Yeah. Uh, Tommy John surgery, I think it's called. Yep, yep. He's just been, he's incredibly washed. Yeah. And it's so obvious. Yeah, it is. It's not subtle at all. Even like, like Peyton Manning, his last year with the Broncos, they try to like make it look like he could still throw it down the field. Yep. Big Ben is throwing like little, little flag football passes down the field. Yeah. Yeah. It looks awful. Yep. He does. It was uh, uh, Rashard Mendenhall is who I was talking about. You oh, I remember him? him. Yeah, yeah. He was he nice. He was a beast for he like was. two years. He was nice. And then... Such a short peak. <laughs> I don't understand what happened. He was killing them. I think he, he might have been on one of the Super Bowl teams. But anyway. I wouldn't be surprised. But let's talk about the Chiefs. Sticking okay. with the AFC. Okay. What I mean, think? like, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. There's no question. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is the best burner in the league. Yep, like, no question. To be, like, what Deshaun Jackson was for Michael Vick for a second. Yep. And there's a number of guys who do it, but, like, Deshaun Jackson dominated for years doing that. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. And that was kind of the last guy who dominated. I can remember dominating with that kind of style, with just speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill is like an upgrade over yeah, that. Yeah, he is. He is because, I mean, the way he carries the ball yeah. also is just imp- impressive. And, and Deshaun Jackson, it was more about, like, the structure of like, just Vic having a cannon of an arm. Yep. And the, the structure of the offense was just to keep the defense honest. Yeah. Like, if the de- with Tyreek Hill, the defense could be as honest as possible, and he'll still burn them down the field. Exactly. So, yeah. he's just unstoppable. And then Kelsey, I mean, is there a better combo of QB and receiver than Kelsey and, and Mahomes? No, it's not. It's not. I mean, if Gronk keeps doing what he's doing, Jesus Christ, uh, nobody's touching Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Right. He's but, not going to. <laughs> right. We know that. Right. We, we know he takes his breaks in the middle of the seasons. Right. Every year. So, uh, but Kelsey is just so dominant. And it's, like we mentioned, it's so technical. It's Kelsey, just top-tier route running. Kelsey, Mahomes, and Hill might be the best trio Ever in football, honestly, on the same team, they're up there, it, man. Because I don't, I can't think. I mean, I have to go back to like the '90s Cowboys, maybe, or like the maybe Bron- not even the 90s, back-to-back late Broncos. 80s. Yeah, something like that to have. I mean, a better trio of like talent is just crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Rams in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But they like had some Falk and uh, 
Warner, but I don't really remember like a specific number one receiver. Right. Uh, so, and that was you know an eternity ago. But mm-hmm. again, I, I I agree with all that. One of the greatest trios ever. But I've watched football long enough to know if you can't stop the run, even with the greatest quarterback of all time, which Mahomes is on his way to be, you'll find a way to lose games. (laughs) Yep. And that's exactly what happened. In the Baltimore game, I mean, it's, it's almost like they're inviting Baltimore to run the ball. Yep. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, and doing with Baltimore, I mean, I guess they, I mean, that could be the game plan, thinking they have everybody hurt, but you can't let that guy run the football. Exactly. You know? and, and the linebackers it, are just like in no man's land. Yeah. And, and then when you let the quarterback run the football, then it, you know, causes all kinds of other issues because now you got to worry about him running and him passing. And then, you know, it's all... It's just a mess. I don't understand what yeah. the game plan was. And it's, it's like, I just don't like that they never committed to taking anything away. Nope. You're not really stopping Lamar, but you're also not covering guys that well. Right. So that to me, in, in week one, the Browns were just, I mean, the Browns were bullying them for two and a half quarters. Yeah. The Browns had guys I didn't even know were on the team eating yeah. in, and, and in that game. Credit Baker is good at like <clears throat> building quick chemistry with random receivers. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. But, again, it's like you're not committing to stopping anything. Right. So you're not – if you're planning on building a dynasty, it's not a good structure to just set up Mahomes to be the best player on the field. And rely on that, right? And that's you can't win with only offense. You can't win with the highlights. No, you can't. Uh, and I think it's this is the first year where they they seem to be slipping into the like, oh, Mahomes, you know, we don't got this going. Just you know, I need another hundred yards, right? Uh, and and I'm a little worried about them keeping him protected, right? So. Again, I, I don't think they're going to be in that much trouble where they're, like, struggling to make the playoffs. Yeah, but they're, they're going to hit a stride sometimes. Right. They're going to win, like, eight straight at one point for sure. Yeah. but the At least six. The thing I'm worried about is the division is getting better. Mm-hmm. So maybe this year we don't feel it because the Chargers still aren't there yet. Right. But the Broncos are looking really strong. Yep. Raiders are getting much better. Raiders Raiders look good, yeah. And they, the, the Chargers are still dangerous. They could beat exactly. anybody on any given night. Yeah. Exactly. So now those six division games where it was like a breeze, which, by the way, the, playing the Raiders was never a breeze for the Chiefs. No. Uh, but it's only going to get tougher if they're going to keep slipping like they are. Yep. And all of the AFC had has had pretty good draft. The last two drafts. Yeah. Um, so There's a lot of talent in football right now. There is. Yeah, there is. There is. All right, let's get some of these... Uh, let's get some of these terrible teams out of the way. Dolphins... 
Dolphins look terrible. What do you think about Mac Jones so far? Anything worth saying? I mean, I haven't really seen the the rookies much. Uh, yeah, I haven't either. Mac Jones, though, from the little like the clips I've seen, he's the only one that's even remotely put in a position to succeed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Lawrence, Lawrence—they're like forcing him to be Brett Favre. Yeah, they've definitely fed him to the Lions, like, and just said, "Yo, you got this." Just you know, yeah, which I think I think is better for Lawrence's long-term future because mm-hmm. he'll kind of have the growing pains, so he'll be a little more motivated. Yeah, uh, I mean, and and so I think like that's not a disaster of a situation. And the Jaguars right. suck. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. my lifetime, the Jaguars have never, other than that one AFC championship run, they've sucked. They even sucked in that AFC championship game. I know. That that run was like George Mason making it to the Final Four that year. It was like... With Blake Bortles, yeah, cool. at quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Like, who cares? Blake Bortles hasn't been good before or since. Yeah. Um, no, but... Like, again, the Jaguars have always been bad. I, I think Urban Meyer is a trash NFL coach. Uh, and it's going to yeah. continue to show if they allowed a Trevor Lawrence to keep looking like this. Mm-hmm. But what's much more of a disaster to me is the fucking Jets. I mean, dude, like, at least the Giants, like, fight and lose. Now you're going to give Zach Wilson a chance? I It's not... It's not his fault, but no. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's the whole franchise is a disaster. It's it's such a disaster, man. And, you know, I thought... He's putting I, up good numbers. Wilson is. Decent. You know, it, I'm not really too concerned. I think all the rookies will have a chance to put up numbers. Yeah. Uh, especially later in the year. They'll, they'll probably all take turns having big games. Yeah. Um, but the Jets... The, the structure is just not there. No, it's not. Like the I, reason why I say he's putting up good numbers is because I'm giving the rest of the team he has. Have you, like, have you ever looked at the Jets and said, like, oh, this quarterback has weapons? No. Never. I've ne- In my entire life, I've never seen them like that. No, me neither. So, so what's, what is the point of getting a quarterback every other year or every three years... And then not, yeah. not even giving them anything to succeed with. Since uh, Sanchez, they've been doing that. Basically, like again, you had you had a top tier defense. It yeah. wasn't Sanchez who took you to the back to back AFC championships. Right. Sanchez just fit in. Mm-hmm. And again, it's since then. Quarterback, new quarterback, new quarterback. It, I don't know a single one of their receivers. Not me. Either. All they do is scoop up guys who like finish their prime on their current team. Yeah, it's like it's such a <laughs> disaster. Did that with Brett Favre too. <laughs> and Tim Tebow for a second, <laughs> but at right. least they were smart Brett- enough not to play Tim Tebow. Brett finished his second prime before <laughs> they got him. 
He had two primes. Yeah, he He had like a whole Minnesota prime. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the the Jets is just, it's very, there's actually no positives I can really say about the Jets as a franchise. Dude, I have positives from the Giants every time I watch them. And they lose almost as much as the Jets do. Jets tickets are $18. Well, that's for the Cincinnati wow. game. You could be unemployed and afford Jets tickets. <laughs> that's how bad it is. <laughs> you can afford Jets tickets with one hour of work. Yeah. <laughs> Most places. <laughs> Two hours of work, you can go to a Jets game. That's so crazy, man. I, I don't even know. Like, I thought it was a good coaching hire, but just seeing what a disaster they are, no individual could fix this. I, I don't know what needs to happen. I mean, at this point, shit, you might as well relocate. They need a complete haul, off-season haul of just actually just putting the money into just saying, hey, we're just going to pick everybody up, everybody we see. We're just going to pick them up, and we're just going to figure it out. That's better than what they do now, thinking that they have this puzzle piece that they're going to force into the spot and say, okay, or like this Rosetta Stone, we're just going to keep starting and just saying, oh, they're just going to fit into whatever we got with this one piece. No, they just need to get, like, um, just like, you know, LeBron's teams normally do. The Lakers, just grab all the talent you can and let's just figure it out once the season starts. That's that's just, it's proven to be a better, uh, you know, strategy as far as building franchises in in the NFL, period. Yep. So, and you look at uh, how well uh, Darnold is playing in Carolina. Eating. In Carolina is like the opposite of the Jets because they're not like a highlight, a highlighted franchise. I would say. No. But they're well structured, well coached, disciplined. They have a culture. And they they pick up good pieces. Exactly. When when the opportunity is there, they'll sign two, three, four guys and pay a lot of money to all of them. Exactly. They'll draft like the star linebacker if if the opportunity presents itself. Yep. Jets, you can't even really look at their draft picks the last five years and see any kind of direction. No, there is none. Nothing. There's so none I I feel really bad because. Zach Wilson was like the biggest question mark. Yeah. So now they kind of have a built-in excuse of like, well, you know, he was a wild card, so turns out he sucks. Yeah. But again, it's he's he could be one of these quarterbacks who doesn't even get another chance because y'all make him look so bad. Yeah. I mean, Josh Rosen uh, came to Arizona, and we haven't seen him since. No. Because Arizona was a mess when he was there. Yep. And he might suck. He probably sucks. But we didn't even really get to find out. <laughs> but you're right. Because I do remember he was on Miami, and I think Fitzpatrick beat him out. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Arizona, man, Kyler Murray is is legit. Like, I mean, he was legit last year, but. He looks crazy this year. Like he looks like he's mad this year. Like Dude, he's eating. 
Dude, Arizona looks scary. They do. Holy Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. They, I mean, he, they he look looks crazy, stacked. dude. They do. And they he, do. And, dude, something about the way he runs is so unique. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a, like, he's such an elusive runner, if that makes sense. When he starts running, he really looks like a, a running back. Like a good running back yeah. when he starts running, but it, but it, like you said, it is weird because it doesn't look like someone who's trained as a running back, but it still, it definitely doesn't look like a quarterback. You know, like when Lamar runs, he looks like a, ru- a quarterback running, but Kyler looks like a running back playing quarterback. It looks like the opposite. Yeah, he team. looks like a speedster running back. He does. Uh, it's really, it's really unique and. and- I do. He runs I, a little bit like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Just I do think he does look angry and mo- and really locked in. Yeah. Uh, but dude, Arizona has done such a good job of, for the last like for three straight off seasons, they've just been adding weapons. Yep. On both sides. Yep. And now with JJ Watt on defense. You already have talent. Uh, the safety, uh, Buda Baker, looks like one of the better safeties in the league. Yep. Uh, and then Hopkins. I mean, their offense. Know. Their offense was stacked last year to me. Yeah, it was. So, I, dude, I, I think the only the only drawback I think is they have the toughest division in the league. Mm-hmm. So they can't like last year they started off not this hot, but they were winning a good amount. Yeah, and then they had like a three four game losing streak and were gone. Yeah, they can't afford to have a three game losing streak this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, because if if my memory's right, it's the, the Seahawks. We know yep. they're not going anywhere. Yep. Uh, the Rams, who we could talk about in a little bit. Look great. Look great. Uh, and the 49ers, who are never an easy win. Right. Very consistent. Right. So, it's tough, I, man. I will say about the Seahawks, since we, we probably won't talk about them much. I, yeah, I haven't do, seen the games. their games. They look a little stale to me. Like When I say stale, I mean they look a little bit... Uh, they need to shake things up a little bit, I think, as a as a roster. Not anything crazy, um, but you know Metcalf and and you know Russell are still great. But it's like watching them. It looks like a team who's been together too long. You know how some of those teams look sometimes. <clears throat> I, I see what you, I kind of feel what you mean. Like they look more predictable than a lot of other teams with weapons like they got. Yeah, they do. They do. It's it's similar to kind of what the Ravens are are getting to. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe kind of are at at this point, but I do agree that the Seahawks are are more predictable than you would expect. Yeah. Especially with such talent. It's almost like they could they could have traded up high in the draft and got maybe like another young, talented, you know, a young talent on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, just to just to keep defense on their toes. Because like you said, they do look predictable for sure. It's tough though because you remember Wilson had a problem with them in the offseason. 
Yeah, he did. And they resolved it. I'm not really sure how, but... They were uh, questioning if he was going to leave. Right. I I think they got somebody for him. I I haven't seen their games yet, so I don't know if it's like a specific weapon or if it was maybe like a lineman just to protect him a little more. Yeah, I I haven't noticed as far as as weapons go. But But I only caught some of their game. Yeah, I'm not like off of them completely. I think if they could walk into the playoffs with a consistent defense, yeah, uh, they're just as dangerous as any NFC uh, competitor to the Tampa Bay. I agree. I agree. Yep. Okay, let's get to the Rams. I mean, trade of the year, easily. Yeah, easily, and. and I've never seen such a like obvious move to make, and they made it. Yep. I mean, Goff. You know what Goff's problem is, man? That fucking Chiefs game. All those years ago, when he again, the Chiefs defense hasn't been good at that point or since. Right. So, so can we now please acknowledge? That that game was fluke as hell. It was. Goff is... Great game, but it's still fluke. Yeah, one of the greatest games ever. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw the, the narrative after that game was, we have a quarterback who could, like, who could compete in a shootout with Mahomes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> he sucks. Yeah. Dude, I've never watched Jared Goff and said, oh, that's a really good quarterback right there. Nope. Never. No. The only time he sustained success was when Todd Gurley had two working knees. And he was, you know, top five in the league. Right. Yeah. As soon as Todd Gurley's career started declining, Goff looked like a trash can. Yep. And, and I hate that he's like he's had enough positives that he's not considered a bust mm-hmm. to me he's a fucking bust cause yeah. he's a number one pick I've never seen anything that I'm like holy shit I see Kyler Murray when he runs I'm like oh this is a number one pick Yep. when he throws a dot to DeAndre Hopkins while like sprinting the opposite direction I'm like oh that's yeah. the number one pick Yep. Goff, yep. What do you, what can you say about Goff that's like, oh, he's really talented? Nothing. No. He just throws a lot of bombs. That's it. Yeah, I mean, and he's never he's never since that Chiefs game, he's never looked good throwing the ball a lot. Nope. I mean, I just watched Dak Prescott do it. Yeah. So you don't have to be like Mahomes or Roger. You don't have to have the greatest arm to look good throwing a lot. No, you don't. But you have to be a smart quarterback. You have to understand how the game is going. When to take chances and when not to. Right. And Goff has and that, never had that. And that's what Matthew Stafford is elite at. I mean, he's so he's just so much more controlled. Uh, you know. And Matthew Stafford is explosive. Yes. Matthew Stafford was a loser for a decade, and we still could tell how explosive and talented he was. Yep. Any time yep. the Lions even sniffed success, 
was because he was playing just at an unbelievable level. Yep. Goff, Goff couldn't touch Matthew Stafford if Stafford had his throwing arm tied behind his back. Yep. So it's it's like such an obvious upgrade. I'm I'm shocked there was even any conversation about it in the offseason. No. I would have laughed at the Lions as I'm signing, as I'm making the deal. Like, are y'all sure? <laughs> if I'm, like, friends with, if I'm the GM and I, like, know the GM, yeah. I would, like, troll him. Like, yo, are you sure, bro? You know I'm ripping, like, I'm I'm really ruining your franchise here. What's left yep. of it. Yeah. And Lions said, full steam ahead. And he got uh, Cooper Cup looking super legit already. Yeah, and, and he's like, good. He's Cooper Cup has shown me that he's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but Goff never like consistently made him look good. Exactly. Matthew Stafford two games and he's already doing it. Exactly. Exactly. That's really uh, you know as far as the other Rams stuff goes, like they still look really good. Mm-hmm. They've all, but they've they've had a talented roster for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they haven't collapsed since the Super Bowl. They've just had yeah. a, a shitty quarterback who's finally been exposed. Yeah. I mean, every time I think that he's a number one pick, I'm like sick to my stomach. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence already showed me more than Jared Goff has. <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence has played well. That. Justin Fields is showing me. Nah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not going that far. No, 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 no. He is. I said he has more potential I, than God. Yeah, that's it. 100. percent The little bit I saw in Justin Fields, I'm way more excited Dude, to see what he does I than can, I am. I can make a case for practically every starting quarterback in the NFL having more. <laughs> I saw more from Taylor Heineke in just that Tampa Bay playoff game. That's true, and he's looked pretty good the first two games, by the way. But remember last year, there was someone else that got hurt in the playoffs. Um, there was another backup. I forgot what team it was for, though. Uh, was it Alex Smith? No, did Tannehill get hurt in the playoffs last year? I don't think so. Man, there was another backup last year that helped. Try to save a game. Uh, I can't remember now. I'll probably remember later, but I wanted to know what happened to him. I don't remember what team it was. Uh, Might have been for some reason. I thought it was Tennessee. Maybe not. But anyway, um, yeah, I didn't know uh, the Rams had Sony Michelle until he started playing this year. I didn't even notice that pickup. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought he played. I, I thought he played great for uh, New England. They didn't really give him a chance after he was eating yeah. for like those first that first year and a half or so. New England churns out ta- like I don't know about talented running backs, but something about their discipline makes running backs really good. Yeah, and you know, and it shows with Sony Michelle for sure. Yeah, because that first. I think it was the Tom's last playoff year there, right? I mean, yeah. he he was great. I think it was his rookie season. He was he yeah. was killing him. I don't know about rookie, but he's he's young. 
Yeah, I think it was his rookie season that that year. Yeah, you but... might be right. All right. Uh, who's next? Um, got any more teams you want to talk about? Uh, well, the Eagles. Let's mention the Eagles real quick. Uh, I forgot to tell you, by the way, after that Falcons game, like you know, great game, but it is the Falcons. He needs some help, man. For sure. He he can't only have rookies out there to throw to. It's just it's not. That's that's it, what it bothered me. I talk. I ranted about it all the time with Wentz last year. It's yeah. it's Wentz was so bad that the whole focus was oh my god Wentz sucks. Yeah. Like dude, his number one receiver late in the year was a guy who who went from a quarterback to a receiver. Yeah. I, I mean. That tells you all you need to know, right? Yeah. So in in these in these like fake like these limited offenses that get to torch Atlanta and you know the the bottom tier defenses, yeah. All you got to do is take away the the top tight end. Yeah. And the 49ers, Goddard couldn't do anything. Nope. And all of a sudden, it looked it looked like. The em- Jalen Hurts was looking at an empty field. <laughs> yeah, they didn't let Devontae Smith get going either. Right. Yeah, and he had a great first game. But yeah, he did. I, I mean, think about it. Devontae Smith was his, had the great first game. Second game, the leading uh, receiver was Quez Watkins, who was in his second year. So he had a first-year player and a second-year player lead the yeah, yards first that's, that's what I was saying all last year is they're stacking the field with practice squad guys, and then when yeah. when dudes drop five touchdowns and then Wentz throws two picks, they're like, "Yo, Wentz is trash." Yeah, and, and, and the is, thing is, but it's like, <laughs> yo, like you got guys dropping like wide open touchdowns. <laughs> what what is a quarterback supposed to do? Saying that and then saying, and he is, is hilarious. I mean, he is. He's proven it. He he is, but the, and the thing is, Hurts, Hurts doesn't seem as bad because Hurts still does something. Like it's like right. Wentz, when something was going wrong, Wentz was still throwing it up there. Like, like no he's got talent it. down the field. Like you don't, my guy. Yeah, and he was still just throwing it to nobody. At least Hurts, you know, Hurts. They were having a rough time receiving. He gets 82 rushing yards. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make something happen, make plays happen. Wentz did not make plays happen. He's like, yo, you're not catching this. I know you're not going to catch it, but you're still going to I'm get still going to throw you this dot, and then you'll drop it so I can throw a pick next play. Right, exactly. Or fumble. And, you know, and he get blitzed, and he just throw the ball straight up in the air, and then, you know, it'd be pick yeah. sixes, yeah. so. The good thing is Hertz doesn't do that, so uh, it, obviously they're moving in the right direction, and obviously they're a young team, so they're playing 49ers. Just you know, we know how the 49ers play; they very controlling on uh, yeah, both ends. Very physical. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to the Cowboys and Eagles game. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say this is this has a big. Uh, I have big expectations for how this game, like pushes the rest of the division to play out. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a division defining game for both teams. 
see where they stand. Yeah, and these are the, uh, easily the two best teams in the division. Yeah. And Philly is not that good. <laughs> exactly. But Washington... Shout out I, to the Giants. I watched the opening night game for Washington because I was kind of excited. They had a nice roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not going to look like Arizona, obviously. But I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Washington, within the next two years, all of a sudden is really good. It's possible. A lot of a lot of young defensive talent. Uh, McLaurin is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. and they have a couple other guys who are like better than I thought on offense. So if if Heineke really can play like he's been playing, uh, I think they'll be all right. So they're they're moving forward with Heineke as the yeah. starter forever. Yeah, for this year. Yeah. You had to you had to see that first game. No, I saw the highlights. I saw the highlights. Uh, Fitzpatrick was out there looking mediocre, and then Heineke comes in. All of a sudden, they're moving the ball like easily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will see. Heineke's not that bad, dude. He he's better at throwing the ball than I thought he was. Yeah. He's delivered some dots, some accurate throws, some good time throws to guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he looks pretty good. He does. He does. It looks like he had a really good offseason, too. He looks stronger. Yeah. Uh, he looks he's good. Just, he's just like his stature is small. I didn't think he had, like, the Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray build. And, yeah. and those guys, you have to be, like, those guys are so elite to overcome that. Yeah, because you know, I definitely thought he was. I definitely thought he was smaller than uh, six foot. Yeah, I mean six one. Yeah. I thought he was, you know, five ten guy. The way he looked last year. Yeah, he doesn't he look like in. a six foot guy. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Let's see. Uh, speaking of teams that are struggling, uh, the Bills. Well, that Miami game was light work, but. Yeah, Miami probably won't win a game this year. Not more than three. You might I'll give right. them three. They'll, they'll they'll like strap a couple teams and get a dub. Yeah, maybe. Because they've they've maybe. always found a like they've always had a really elite defensive performance in like December. That's uh, fair. But the Bills. Uh, I didn't hear enough of this because, you know, there's some bad performances in week one. Yeah. Um, but I, I also, honestly, I thought the two worst quarterback performances were in the same game. Uh, Bill, Between the Bills, Bills and the Dolphins? No, 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 no. Bills, Pittsburgh, week one. Oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Speaking of, I mentioned, like, quarterbacks, like, can look good throwing the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Not Josh Allen. I told you last year, man. Hey, you looking I, I more you, and more correct. I told you what the problem was. If he can't hit Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen is trash. I shouldn't say trash, but he's he's definitely not. You know where they have him as far as like this up and coming elite threat. If Stephon Diggs is in there, I'm sleeping on Josh. Like, What's what bothers me is sleeping. is again Pittsburgh is a good like test. You know, they're like a borderline playoff team. They'll probably slip away later in the year. But they're not an easy win. 
uh, especially defensively. Yeah. And no, you're right. Like you were right to a T in week one because every time he threw the digs, it looked like a good throw, good read. Mm-hmm. And any other person that he threw the ball to? Oh my God! He, he, it's not like it's not like guys are dropping it or you know like the defense was getting their hands on it. And and I talk about this in basketball. It's okay to miss short or long. That's you know yeah. that's an easy adjustment. Yeah, you're missing left or right. Something's wrong with your jumper. Right. It's okay to overthrow or underthrow a guy. Yeah. When you're like, when I don't even know who you're throwing it to because you, it was so inaccurate. Yeah. You look bad. Yeah. And and, I mean, the game nobody can move the ball, and the Bills said, "Yo, Josh, start off your MVP campaign." Yeah. Fifty. There was. I understand. I completely understand Dak having to throw fifty times. Yeah. Uh, there was no need. There was no need. They averaged like a lot of yards on their runs. Singletary was averaging six point five per run. And, and Josh Allen threw it fifty times. He was having a great game. Singletary was. So. I'm having a meeting with the coach after that. Like, yo, I never want to see this shit again. Thirty for fifty one. And again, those twenty-one incompletions were disgusting. They were. They were. Oh my God. It, it almost looked like he was just throwing it not to get intercepted. Yeah. Because they were just no one was there. Like sometimes. It was, and it, it was like the the tale of two opposites because everything Allen threw was like a rocket. Yeah. And everything Ben Big Ben threw was like a little like a tap throw, like a little soft drop off throw. Yeah, it was. Yep. It was so ugly, man. And I I didn't see the full game, but I saw most of the second half. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sitting there in disbelief. <laughs> I seriously think the Bills wanted to force Josh Allen to be an MVP candidate. <laughs> I mean, the Bills might be believing the hype, man. I mean, I, I hope they, not. the media has hyped Josh Allen up so much just because, you know, just because of like Stephon I said, Stefan Diggs has had good games and he can run. I mean, Allen can move. He oh, can yeah. move a little bit, but God forbid Stefan Diggs is hurt this year, like hurt bad. I, Bills maybe win two games without him this year if he gets hurt. Maybe. But yeah. I'm, I'm curious He's there for now. So. Uh, they're they're an interesting team because I think they could get either much better or much worse as the season progresses. Yeah. Um, but I don't like uh, that. I don't know which direction it's going to be. How old is Cole Beasley now? Oh, thirty-two. It's got to be up there. 32. thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost done. They need to upgrade. <laughs> they need a like a security blanket. They do. They need a tight end who could. Be available. Just can my guy get some easy completions, please? Yeah. And and again, I don't know how much I haven't really like studied it or seen it enough to know how much of it is him versus just the weapons being available to him. Yeah. But if he can deliver rockets that are accurate to Stefan Diggs, should, I feel like he could throw to tight ends. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, or even if he had another 
receiver that was like a like kind of how Hollywood Brown was his first year where it's like yo I'm looking around I don't see anybody oh wait there's whoever it is and then just someone to get it to that's those like lucky open guys yeah even if he has something like that that would be nice and he doesn't even have something to that level yeah yeah and Beasley used to be that when he was younger that used to be his game like it was be like nobody's open oh there's Cole Beasley there he is yeah he yeah. had that he, he had a good uh, Wes Welker vibe yeah yep exactly yeah those like small slot receivers that are just very technical yep Welker um <laughs> Welker was a beast man oh yeah he was elite by the way random shout out to Jeremy Shockey man I, I used to love Jeremy Shockey Hope he's doing all right wherever he is. But <laughs> we, we were talking about the tight ends. It's like, man, I Shockey was that dude, man. End, yeah. No matter where he was, he was always, uh, you know, always a a weapon. Facts. Always dangerous. Real quick about the Dolphins, they uh, <laughs> they got lucky, uh, in, in my opinion, playing um, New England because. Obviously, we talked about New England's young. They're figuring things out. Kind of a weird situation. And, you know, Tua had a pretty good game. But it, it just... It, it, they're another team that, to me, is kind of similar to the Jets as far as uh, a lot of the team is kind of just all over the place, on offense at least. But the defense, like you said, the defense is good. Tua looks pretty good. But, um, That's where I'll give them a step up over the Jets is their defense. Uh, they've been consistent enough defensively to like to where I could I could consider it establishing a culture. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. And they're a team. They're a team that I think I, I just don't think Tua was like was the savior they're looking for. That's how I feel too. Like he's good, sure. but he's not—he's not carrying you if you can't protect him. Yeah, he's—he's he's definitely not franchise changing, and right. in my opinion, right. he's kind of like in the. Well, I won't say that, but and I yeah, never—I never saw that out of him. By the way, I—I I always thought he, his accuracy was going to keep him around in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never looked at him as like the you know put the franchise on his back kind of guy. No, me either. <clears throat> me either. All right. Uh, anybody else? It's what not about the Saints. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the team they demolished week one. <laughs> uh, it's not a football well, season if the Packers aren't getting destroyed at some point. <laughs> right. That's true. I yeah. mean, that shit, that pissed me off. Especially because you come out and you dominate the Lions like you're an NFC contender. Yep. But against Jameis, you you suck in every way? Every way. Again, the, Jameis wasn't even that great. Nah, he just didn't take risks. And he still had two interceptions. But yeah, they weren't... They, he could have had more. Yeah. You no. Know? But like normal Jameis would have more. I I just the Packers man 
We've established this. I don't even think it was last year. It was probably the year before. They're soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They're soft, and it's a it's a direct reflection on the the shitty characteristics that Aaron Rodgers displays every time something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's the same same issue I had with Big Ben for years. Is the accountability is everywhere but on you. Yeah, like, and. and- Oh, go ahead. You're the quarterback. I've seen quarterbacks take accountability when receivers couldn't catch the ball the whole game. Yeah, man. That's always been my thing with him is we, 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 we this, we that. Bro, you just didn't play good, man. I mean, it's just but when it, it's okay. When it comes time for your respect or, like, you to get paid or you to, like, be involved in the organization's decisions, I, 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 I did this. I I like had three straight great years, or, or I had like I was declining, but then I had an MVP year. Like, yeah, I don't hear that energy when the Tampa Bay demolishes you guys, right? And then I mean, this game is just, and I, I was talking about Jameis overall this season. Yeah, he's yeah. had two interceptions, and he's been he's been way more. Uh, shouldn't say accurate, but like you said, he hasn't been taking the same chances we've seen him take in the past. He looks like he's trying to really adjust to being a starting quarterback. Yeah, I'm curious. I think I, I could see MVP potential from him if the Saints give him like a number of years to get comfortable. I agree. Because I think I, I agree. think moving forward, they're gonna they're gonna open up his arm and let him take some of those risks. Yep. Which I think the Saints are explosive enough to allow that. Yep. And I, I'm not really mad at them for losing. I, I'm more impressed with Carolina's win uh, yeah, than too. I am with them losing because Carolina's never been an easy win. And they look great. Right. I mean, we, we talked about them a little bit, but they look great. Right. Uh, but yeah. as far as the Packers, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious who's going to destroy them in the divisional or the championship game. Somebody is. Somebody is. I hope, I By the hope way, it's when, not when Jameis gets, Tampa Bay. When Michael Thomas gets 100% too, we'll see what, you know, what Jameis does when, you know, when they get Thomas back. But uh, yeah. um, I don't know if they're scheduled, but if they play another bad defense within the next, with, with one of the first games Thomas comes back. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, it might get ugly. Whew, you, five touchdowns is a lot, but. The yardage wasn't that crazy. No, it wasn't. Jameis might throw in a rushing touchdown. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like how he's trying to improve on his issues. Yep. Back to uh, Green Bay. You said you, you're curious to see who destroys the next. Somebody will. Somebody. I'm so happy for the Rams now because... Like, now I'm looking at the playoff potential matchups. Mm-hmm. And now, before, it was Aaron Rodgers versus Jared Goff. Like, yeah, you're starting off on a losing you know, note in that way. Mm-hmm. Or, or Jared Goff versus Tom Brady. I mean, you know. yeah. I'm not saying, obviously, Matthew Stafford is not on those guys' level. Mm-hmm. But now, like... I've seen Matthew Stafford be able to outplay anybody. Yeah. 
on any given night, Matthew Stafford could outplay Aaron Rodgers. He could outplay Tom Brady. Yeah, absolutely. Even though Jared Goff did it once or twice, I didn't. I never believed in it. Mm-hmm. Stafford two and, games in makes me believe it. And I and sometimes you know kind of Jared Goff was the was the quarterback on a team that outplayed the other team more 100%. than him outplaying 100%. the other quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So. It's going to be interesting. NFC, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Now, I mean, both both are, but the NFC definitely has made the bigger shakeup moves, and it's kind of an in-between year uh, or a transitional year as far as the older quarterbacks are getting kind of washed. And then the newer quarterbacks are definitely stepping up and looking good. So. Yeah. Uh, two teams we kind of for- forgot, but I don't have too much to say. Because they're mm-hmm. they're another like teams that I want to see more of. Yeah, um, I think the Vikings are zero and two, but both really heartbreaking losses. Yep. Uh, and clearly they've shown that they're way better, like than their record. Yeah. The Vikings still look like a team that could beat anybody. Yeah. Um, and the Titans who were caught off guard by Arizona's just dominance. Yep. Uh, but Derrick Henry got right back to it week two. Yeah. I wonder how long they're going to, you know, try to do this Tannehill thing. It's, you know, he's getting old, obviously. That's if, if Tennessee's remains good, they're going to have yeah. the same problem as I just said with Jared Goff. Yeah. You're going in against Mahomes and it's Patrick Mahomes versus Ryan Tannehill. And Tannehill, you know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Yeah. That's exactly. Ryan Tannehill does not give me confidence going against those guys. No. And kind of how we, how I said about Wentz, not that they're same level up, but with Tannehill, it's like he's not going to be the guy who makes the play. I mean, he, he'll do it every once in a while. Sometimes he gets lucky, but it's not like, yo, Henry's not getting it going. We can't find Julio. Let's go, Ryan. Do something. Pull something out. It's not his game. Dude, personally, I, I never thought, like, he, he had the good stretch at first. And I gave him credit for that because he was, like, making good decisions, executing the offense. I yeah. never thought Ryan Tannehill was a good quarterback. No, me neither. And, and the thing is, every time I've seen him succeed, it's it's play action you to death. Yep. A lot, Dude, every quarterback, Jared Goff could succeed if you could run the ball. Like I said, Todd Gurley. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, there's guys who... Just have not been known for their arm at all. But if you have a good running game, they're going to look all right. Right. Or if you protect them well. Yeah, Cam Newton is one Cam of those. Kirk Cousins has done it. Cam will probably dominate with Tennessee, honestly. I don't know about right now, but, you know, even like 60% of MVP Cam would be dominating with Tennessee. 100%. Right but, yeah. uh, no, again, Tannehill has never, like... 
he's never just been good when the odds were against him. Exactly. And I, I when I see again Goff, I saw it, so he gets some credibility for some time. Again, we've gone, mm-hmm. we've had enough time. Now we know he sucks. Carson Wentz is the same thing. Yeah. Maybe Carson Wentz has the rest of this year, but um, again with Tannehill, we've seen enough. I think we know what he is. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely seen enough. More than you, enough, you know. And this is this is one thing I don't like about Rabel. This is just personally, uh, it almost seems like he's trying to force Tannehill to like almost prove people wrong, like be like, "Yo, I could still like we could still get it done with Ryan yeah. Tannehill." Same vibes I got from Buffalo Week One. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, I'm like, bro, it, it, it's okay. Like you can admit, "Yo, I was wrong." He's not ready. He's not ready to take this team to the next level. Like I don't know how you have Derrick Henry, you know, playing his heart out every night, you know, as the best running back in the league, and then you have Ryan Tannehill out here just losing the games. Well, I'll say second best running back in the league. Sorry to Christian McCaffrey, but uh, Henry's yeah. ridiculous, dude. He is. McCaffrey is just more versatile. I, I don't yeah. think he's a better like specific runner, right? Because Henry, as soon as he breaks the line, it's over, dude. Se- cornerbacks look tiny comp- next to him, dude. He he's like um, uh, Juggernaut in uh, X Men. Oh yeah, just running through walls. <laughs> and remember, he he was his thing is like if he gets momentum, he's like right. unstoppable. Oh yeah. That's how Henry is. Once he gets that yeah. that going, it's, it's over. It's yeah. over, and you can't stop him. So, yeah. It, it, so, I, I don't I don't like – I hate when teams waste someone like that's prime with a quarterback that can't hang. Yeah, man. Uh, again, the Rams making this Stafford for Goff move should be a mm-hmm. – I hope – I almost hope they have a Super Bowl winning run this year. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to make a lot... I hope that makes a lot of these closer teams that, again, like Tannehill, we need to upgrade the quarterback. Yeah. Like, if an opportunity presents itself, you got to go for it. Yeah. I mean, he, this guy's out there, man. I, I know Watson is still looking for a home. If Watson came to Tennessee, it would be... Over. Scary. Over. Yeah. The, I think the Chiefs are done. The Chiefs dynasty, adios. Yeah, especially because the defense is slipping as hard as it is. Yeah, uh, I mean Tennessee's be... defense hasn't been great, mm-hmm. but it, I still have a lot better, you know, expectations for it than I do the Chiefs. Yeah, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, and Deshaun Watson. Bro, AJ <laughs> Brown, so AJ Brown is like a Hollywood Brown type. To where yeah. if he gets a Deshaun Watson, if he gets a quarterback yeah. that'll rocket it to him enough, top, yeah. top easily a top receiver in the league. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how they they look at these options. I mean, and like I said, having Cam, if Tannehill doesn't come out next two games looking good, I'd sign Cam immediately. Just put him right on right into the starting lineup. I mean, it's just. 
you got to shake it up. Like I said, this, some teams just need a shake up sometime. Because if they lose like maybe three or four more games, they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything in the playoffs. No, they're not. No, they, they need like a really good season to carry them into the playoffs. And if they come out slow this year, you know it's, it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, you, so. and you can't depend on your running back being the most physical player in the league to win right. games. You know, every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, which he is, but yeah, that just doesn't sustain. Yeah, and even then, you got to build on something for the next year. Right. I mean, we're just gonna do Tannehill till he runs out of gas, and then we have Henry pass his prime by the time that happens, and then what do you do? Yep. Julio is at the you know back edge of his prime, so. Yeah. By the way, that is a good pickup. But but t- looking at it now, and, and I was excited about it when they got him. I think you were too. Yeah, I was. Absolutely. Um, Tannehill isn't the, like, you upgrade his weapons, he'll be great. No. He's not that no. guy. He's never been no. that guy. Nope. <laughs> and I got, no, I'm kind of mad I didn't think about it in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, but... but- you know, I thought they were going to change. I thought they were going to do something at the quarterback. I really, I said it last year. I'm like, yo, Tannehill's doing his thing. But, like, cool. It's over. Like, I thought his time was up. Yeah. Looking at I thought he was just Stafford, Stafford could have walked in this team and taken yeah. them so much further. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. By a long shot, man. I, I think I think we're gonna look back in in a year or two, probably at the end of this year, and just see how a lot of these teams missed out on Stafford. Yeah, and man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that Stafford is that guy to kind of like set a benchmark for how good your quarterback should be. Well, the the one thing about Stafford too, in the as far as the golf trade goes, golf was at the right height to get traded for him. Like like me and you both agree it's not wasn't really close as far as golf talent wise compared to Stafford, but he was on the high of he was on the right run to say, okay, well, you know, I maybe that, Yeah, maybe it's not a terrible trade. Like a lot it of these was. other teams, I wouldn't have done like I wouldn't have, no way I would have taken Tana. I wouldn't even take Tannehill for golf. You know what I mean? Like, just based on last year, his stock was high enough. That's what I mean. Last year, Tannehill shot over Goff. But prior to that, I I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, but then you look at what are you doing for the future? I'm not not keeping Tannehill for more than a year or two. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not trading. It's more so like Tannehill isn't... If I'm looking for an upgrade over Goff, Tannehill ain't enough. Like, that's... Exactly. I'm I'm going exactly. from like a four out of five to a five out of five. That's not what I'm looking for. Right. Or a, yep. out of ten, excuse me. Right. Yeah. All right. I think we covered if just about every team. I didn't see. Well, yeah, we talked about Wentz. Um, Giants suck. Uh, Bears. They need Fields to be healthy. Are, are you Bengals giving, seen. speaking of the Giants real quick, yeah, Bengals don't look awful, but 
I hope I get to see them in the next couple weeks. Yeah, me too. Um, yep. But as far as the Giants, how much time are we giving Daniel Jones? Bro, I was I didn't want Daniel Jones in the first place. He's been on negative time for me this whole his whole career. Like I've been waiting for them to do something. I've been, man, I've been praying for what Deshaun Watson. Honestly, I don't care. If he has to has to leave the league, just give us two games on the Giants. Just give us something, anything but uh, Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes is not it. I'm sick of him. Uh, he'll like show every game that like, yo, I'm not a scrub. He looks like a great backup. And then and then he'll make like the the one mistake or the two mistakes that everybody's like, yo, this is why Daniel Jones is not very good. He'll make it. Every week, yeah, like a clockwork. Important moment, I'll I'll lose the ball, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> him running out of gas. <laughs> that, that's gonna define, on that run, define him. Is defining his career now. I mean, yeah. that's what he is. He just runs out of gas. He was he plays good for a little while. And yo, then it's he was killing Washington on Thursday with the runs. Yeah. He was. I was like, what is this Michael Vick impersonation I'm seeing? He was killing them. He looked great running. Yeah. Dude, he he is a fire backup, in my oh, opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he would be top seven backups in the league to me. I'll tell but you, I'll, I'll take him over Tannehill with the Titans. Because he's say. not asked to do as much. Yeah. So now yeah. you could, you know, if, if Rabel can really coach, like it seems, uh, now mm-hmm. we could coach him kind of what the Saints are doing with Jameis. And and Daniel is a make-a-play guy. 100%. The Giants don't need that. But if if all else is failing and you tell Danny Dimes, yo, just do something wild, he'll do something wild. But Yeah, he's a playground guy. We don't need that in New York. That's the only issue. We yeah, need a lot more. We don't need that. it. New York doesn't need it start to finish. That's the problem. Right. Right. So, he probably would be nice on the Titans. And, like I said, I can't wait for him to be a backup when uh, we get somebody else. Yeah, but. I, I, I want to deep. I, I'm, I'm going to save it, but I want to deep dive the Giants if their season continues on the trajectory it's going. In probably like three or four weeks, yeah. Because this team, this team has started like zero and five. It seems like multiple years straight <laughs> since Eli. Since Eli, uh, I won't say since he left because that's only been like two years. But um, since that first decline in his career, since we, it was first shown that Eli was almost on his way yeah, out. Dude, by the way. The Giants make me mad, I guess, while we're on this. Uh, they were like, Eli's last four years, the Giants were yeah. like a glaring advertisement for, uh, mm-hmm. like, please invest in an offensive line if you want to win games. Mm-hmm. And since Eli's been gone, they haven't learned the lesson. No. Yeah. Da- Daniel Jones still doesn't have good protection. Bro, if we had a if we got a really good quarterback, like when Eli was on his way out, Giants would be right back in you know being competitive because they had their weapons were 
great. We had elite weapons for a solid five years of us having losing records every year. Yep. But the weapons were elite. Like, every year. And now, even now, they still good weapons. Kenny Galladay is getting old. Um, Sterling Shepard is great. Obviously, we have Saquon. I mean, the weapons are great. We're good. But, you know. We, you know what you know what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's if a, we had a good transition, it would would have been great. But yeah, the Giants aren't aren't a well run organization to me. Of course not. You know course the not. New York curse strikes again. Yeah, and uh, just passing up on quarterbacks, man. You know, uh, we've already been uh, accused of racism. For passing up on great black quarterbacks over and over and over again, it's, but I'm not going to take it there today. Yeah, I, I got you. It's just, it's just ridiculous how many quarterbacks we just let blow by us, and we just keep getting sorry. But yeah, Daniel Jones at number six, bro. That's that is I, insane. I'll <laughs> never, dude. I I will never get over that for years to come. I know. Me neither, man. Like you said, the racism, that's the topic for another day. But the, yeah. nobody gave the a shit. Just bad picks. Nobody gave it's a so... shit about Daniel Jones except them. No. Like He was on no one else's board. He played at North Carolina, right? Duke. Duke. The other not football school <laughs> in North Carolina. <laughs> Who, yeah. who looks for Duke quarterbacks as like, whoa, this is my franchise savior in the NFL? Yeah. I, I, I don't know history of football that well, but I, I don't know if any, even like elite or good quarterback has come out of Duke to play in the NFL. I'm pretty sure they haven't. It's like so many times uh, in football when, when – there's a unanimous opinion about somebody. Yes, yeah. it's, it's right, like ninety nine percent of the time. Yep. And when everybody said, "Yo, this guy is either is a nobody or a scrub," and the Giants yeah. said sixth pick, we got him. First quarterback drafted that year. Dude, they, uh, did, well, did they not other than Kyler? If my memory, Kyler Murray. If my memory serves me right, did they not have like a 17th or like a 20th pick that year? Uh, yeah, they the 17th pick, yeah. We got a uh, defensive tackle. He would have been... Daniel Jones would have been available in the third round. Yeah. You're wasting first round picks on a guy who, who can't hold on to the ball when he takes a sack. Yep. Tom Brady at 44 could take a blindside hit and hold on to the ball. Yep. But Daniel Jones can't do it. Bro, it was just not a good year for quarterbacks. We should, just, we really just shouldn't have taken a quarterback at all. Like, it was better off trading that pick and, and getting something else because, I mean, the only – listen to the quarterbacks who were drafted that year. Obviously, Kyler Murray, great pick. Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Will Greer, Ryan Finley, Jarrett Stidham, Easton Sick, Clayton Thorson, 
and Gardner Minshew. And Gardner and Min- Gardner Minshew is the second best quarterback out of that out of those names. Right. Insanity. So, so that tells you why did we take a quarterback at all that year? It wasn't that serious. Like it really wasn't that urgent. We didn't need him. I mean, I, we could have got anybody. We could have yeah. picked someone off the street to play. I mean, it's weird, man. Dwayne Haskins looked very good in uh, college football that year, and I, Daniel Jones, Senior Bowl MVP. Come on, man. That's oh yeah, that was the that was what put him on the like the draft board map. Yeah, that's an that's his claim to fame. Oh my god! Everybody has like on this list I'm looking at. It has all the notes: Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Nick Bosa, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Next pick: Outland Trophy winner. Next pick: Hendricks Award winner. Next pick: Buckus Award winner. Next pick: Senior Bowl MVP. Everyone else had all these name awards, like these great awards. During this draft, they were talking about potentially, like, maybe Haskins is just as good as Kyler. Yeah. Man, all those analysts were super wrong. I I wish we had gotten the dude who said bless you to himself. Quinnen Williams. Yeah, he's probably the one bright spot the Jets have had. I know, he is. Yeah, man. Enough about the Giants. They suck. The organization sucks. We pick terrible drafters. It's just nothing else to it, man. Yep. We always have good offensive weapons, and we never have somebody to actually put it together. Hey, y'all, uh, you, your future, y'all going to be talking about in 20 years how you, you contain Tom Brady. That's y'all shining moment. There's no way. There's no way there's no way we keep playing with um Daniel Jones. There's no way. I, I don't believe it. I um they have to be seriously scouting another quarterback next year or we're just gonna give somebody random a chance this year. I, I haven't noticed any like standout quarterback I mean I you know, I don't follow college too well, but I usually pay attention to like the top NFL potential guys. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really, haven't really heard of any quarterback names that are like super locked in the top, being top five, top ten picks. It's early, it's early, but I don't care, man. I'll take anybody at this point other than Daniel Jones. Another guy, I'd rather another guy who I could list off the majority of starting quarterbacks and pick them over him. Yeah, again, backup, great. Solid. I mean, he's up there in the top five backups, you know, potential wise. But yeah, yeah, let it go. It's over. Yep. Now we'll probably we'll probably finish the year out and um, tank tank the year. Hopefully they they just sit Saquon some games, last five games or so. Because I don't want again we're wasting prime of a top five running back in the league probably. Mm-hmm. And he rushed to get back for y'all, and y'all suck in the way you are. So I don't know why he rushed to get back. Sad. That I don't know whose call that was, but they should be fired. His trainer, you know, our team trainer, 
No, take your time, sake long. But anyway, um, I'm on football. Real quick, did you see Canelo and Caleb Plant get into a fight at the press conference? No. <laughs> Canelo said Caleb Plant said something about. I'm talking about boxing, by the way, for people who don't know. Uh, Caleb Plant says something about his mom, and Canelo pushed him really hard, almost pushed him off stage. Then Plant came back and punched him, and then uh, Canelo slapped him. Uh, this is for their fight coming up November 6th for uh, unification of the belts for their... I know I know uh, what to say if I'm trying to fight my opponent at the press conference. Clearly, talking about moms is a sore subject for a lot of guys. Right. Like, I, I don't know if he didn't think Canelo spoke English or I don't know what he thought, but it... Hey. <laughs> He's talking to Canelo, like... You know, I mean, all I know is this is going to be a good fight. I'm excited. Definitely made me excited. I normally don't get excited because of, the, you know, for the press conference fights, but, you know, this is one. Canelo's my favorite fighter. Caleb Plant is really, really good. Really good fighter early in his career. It's going to be a good fight November 6th on uh, Showtime, I think. So. Yeah, you mentioned if uh, to mention another sport to kind of be excited for the future, dude. U.S. Open had me hyped for tennis. Oh yeah, big time on both sides. I mean, you know, the Djokovic's dominance has slowed down the like the next generation's approach into the sport, into the limelight of the sport, but yep. Um, on the female side, the young talent is just crazy. I, I mean, dude, that the eighteen versus nine year old, nineteen year old was such a crazy game. Yeah, uh, fun to watch. Yeah, and and I, I I'm noticing the the guys who have been kind of stuck in the top ten mm-hmm. and haven't been able to push through in the past when you know Nadal and Federer and Djokovic were all going crazy. Yeah. Now, a lot of them feel like they have a much better chance of pushing through. Yeah, and, and now even the young guys who have been there for a while, like Pass, Zverev, we talk about them all the time. Now, obviously, Medvedev, they're, they're stepping in. I mean, this looks like it's going to be another four or five guy, you know, dominance yeah. in the future. Yeah, I think... As soon as Djokovic is done, Medvedev... CC Paz and Zverev are going to be winning some stuff. That's what I'm they, they get to the semifinals every and single I, I tournament. Think Zverev is my favorite out of the three, slightly. Dang, man. You don't even... Just, you can't even support the homeboy? No, I mean, he's great. <laughs> That's messed up. Zverev is your favorite out of the three? I mean, just from what I, I haven't seen him a ton... Uh, yeah, no, I get, I got you. I'm just messing with you. Just He's how, nice. just how he plays, man. I like, I see a lot of the same, like the relentless returns. Uh, yeah, he probably has the that like quality the best out of those three. Yeah, he does. He does. He's tough. He's he has probably the most um, uh, interesting game to him too. And I mean, these guys, why are they so tall, man? Yeah. And he's six six. Medvedev is what six 
Is he six six two? I feel like he is. Yeah, uh, six, that's six, a weird yeah. trend, but yeah, I forgot to. I noticed that like one of the earlier rounds, like why are guys so tall now? I don't know. It's weird. And CC Boss is six four. Yeah, and it's like noticeable too. Yeah, like normally it is. a six four, it's like okay, he's tall, but it's not like a standout tall. But yeah. it just seems like all these guys are just way bigger now. Yeah, they are. Just in stature. Yep. yep. They um, it, it it's gonna be it's a beautiful future for tennis for sure, for sure. Um, it, as far as the women go, I mean, I I think probably out of the top top ten best players that I've seen in recent times. Probably six of them are under twenty four, you know, under twenty five, yeah. six or seven of them. So, and it's just nice, man. It, women's was stuck for so long with Serena being such a dominant player. Yeah, uh, and nothing to take away from her, but you know that that gets boring. Yeah, and we're kind of beyond the age of dominance in tennis because. Um, it's just it is a lot of talent and it is a lot of uh it's a lot on your body now. Right. I mean it always was, but I don't I don't think before like every tennis player played every single tournament like they do now. It seems like it seems like guys, you know, here and there wouldn't just wouldn't play in some, but now it's like all of them are always playing and always working out and always traveling and you know it just seems like it's a lot on the body nowadays, but um, you know it's, it's different. It's it's tough on the older people, obviously. Yeah, and I, I I think some of that may be the like again, it's a little bit more balanced, especially in the top ten. So mm-hmm. now missing time, you're you're guaranteed like the guy who's trailing you is catching up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Several, a lot of the time now, it's several guys that are trailing you are catching up. So yeah. if you're not hurt, you can't. If you want to keep your rank, you can't afford to, to take time off. Also, one another thing that's different when we were younger, like in the early two thousands, people would retire pretty young. Like they that's weren't true. playing until they were forty something. Yeah, yeah, I remember Agassi was like in the semifinals when he retired. Like he was still competing like at the, at a high level when he retired yeah. um and i remember his last his last match him saying you know him waving to everybody saying goodbye is over but he was still really really good and you know a lot of the other guys from that era Roddick was young uh Blake James Blake played for um uh, you know represented the US for a while he was really young so there's a lot of guys who retired young yeah, it was, now it was like, very early. Usually it was early 30s guys were getting out. Yeah, now, yeah mid-30s for sure. Now yeah. it's much mid to late for sure now. Yep, yep. And, so. and guys, like, they don't fall off like they used to. No, they don't. They sustain that, like, peak for longer, it seems like. And it's amazing that Djokovic has been in, like, every final for, like, the last three years. <laughs> You know, or really close to it. He's been his dominance has just been ridiculous, uh, and, and that's something that was we haven't seen that because uh, he would beat Nadal or Federer to be in the finals. You know, when they were playing, so 
no one else had that dominance. Right. So I told you after the, even the loss, I was like, dude, he's just nobody. Most most guys who dominate the sport, I still can make a case for why somebody could be put above them. Yeah. Tom Brady and Novak. You know, Federer, I could make a case for Federer for a long time, but these last two, three years, I, I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, people were way more competitive with Federer than people are with Djokovic. Like, Djokovic beats the crap out of people. Like, good players. Yeah. Like, obviously, the guys, first two rounds, Federer would destroy guys. But after that, Federer would be in some good matches. Yeah. Now it's like Djokovic destroys everybody into the semifinals. It's like not even close. I think he's lost like six sets all year until the final, this last Same. final. So. Yeah. Yep. It, it's definitely a bright horizon for tennis. I'm excited for the future. I, I hope. I mean, it's gonna suck when Djokovic retires, but after that, we got guys coming for sure. Got new yep. faces, you know. They all have really bad attitudes, by the way, which I don't like. I'm not mad at with the intensity part, but you know, it seems like a lot of the young guys are really, really uh, sensitive. Yeah, yeah, really, really sensitive. Yeah, I like the <laughs> the energy is a little more uh, aggressive, like throughout the matches. It is. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you I know, I obviously like the um, what's the like if Kyrg not the Kyrgios type shit. Yeah, no, no, no. that that's, that's literally too far. Yeah, uh, but just just a little competitive edge that that's always fun. Yep, yep. All right, man. Um, we talked for a long time. Cover football. We had a lot to cover. Um, I am. Pleased to announce that uh, we will be splitting our music and movies portion of our podcast away from the sports because there's been so many times where we've just really just been covering sports. So um, we are going to move to another podcast. I'll announce uh, the name of that later. But for those listening to us looking for music, I will tell you next podcast where you'll be able to find us strictly talking about music and movies and here we're gonna stick to sports on the No Clue podcast. It's gonna only be sports. So, um, anything else we got to say today? No, nah, man, we're back. Uh, basketball season is not quite around the corner, but it's getting there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. music, m- music is picked up, man. Yeah. Officially, it wasn't just Drake and Kanye. I've liked some of the releases that have been coming out. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of new, you know, young faces in music as well coming up. Yeah. Um, real quick, I wanted to say uh, we didn't we haven't recorded so long, man. We've had a really rough year losing um, some actors this year, man. I mean, it's been bad as far as deaths in the in Hollywood. I obviously I just announced that we're switching, you know, going back and forth podcasts. But you know, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams, great actor. He's done a lot for the acting in the last for the last ten years, maybe. I mean, it, probably even more than that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know the guy's name from Sex in the City that just died yesterday. I didn't catch it. Do you know? 
man. I sh- I should, uh, but no. No, I don't know. But um, we lost a lot of actors. Just want to say rest in peace to all of them. I'm not gonna name all the names, but uh, you know, just it's it's been rough. Last two years have been really really rough, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Stay tuned for our other podcasts. Um, soon uh, to be announced, and um, we'll see you guys next time.